0: Judges chapter 15 verse 1. But it came to pass after a while in the time of wheat harvest that Samson visited his wife with a kid and he said, I will go into my wife, into the chamber, but her father would not suffer him to go in. He never consummated his marriage. When he left that night in his fury, now he's returning with a goat to celebrate with his wife and he's saying, now I'm going to consummate my marriage. 2 And her father said, I verily thought that thou hadst utterly hated her. Therefore, I gave her to thy companion. Is not her younger sister fairer than she? Take her, I pray thee, instead of her. The Philistine thinks that he's done the right thing. They don't have morals because they're pagans. They're not taught God's law, so they don't really understand what's right and just. So he gave her to his friend because he thought that Samson hated her, which kind of makes sense since Samson left on the wedding night. And then he's offering her younger sister 3 And Samson said unto them, This time shall I be quits with the Philistines, when I do them a mischief. Samson is furious, he doesn't take the younger sister, instead he wants to kill, to get revenge. They've dishonored him by giving his wife away. 4 And Samson went and caught three hundred foxes, and took torches, and turned tell to tell, and put a torch in the midst between every two tells. He has three hundred foxes and it must be a hundred and fifty torches because he's tying all of their tails together and tying a burning torch to each set of tails. This is definitely animal cruelty. These foxes are probably going to die at some point, but he's using them to run through the fields and burn all the crops of the Philistines. And when he had set the torches on fire, he let them go into the standing corn of the Philistines and burn up both the shocks and the standing corn, and also the olive vineyards. Not only have they lost their corn crop, but they lost the shocks as well, which means that it can't grow back. And they also lost their vineyards. And corn was extremely valuable in ancient times, more valuable than it is now. 6 Then the Philistines said, Who hath done this? And they said, Samson, the son-in-law of the Timnite. The local people still consider him that guy's son-in-law, even though he never consummated the marriage, and the woman is now married to somebody else. Because he hath taken his wife, and given her to his companion. And the Philistines came up and burnt her and her father with fire. She got burnt anyway because she still caused the Philistines trouble. And that's really sad because she thought that she had saved her life by answering the riddle. But now that Samson got revenge because they learned the riddle, they have taken revenge out on her anyway. Her culture is just a very wicked culture. 7. And Samson said unto them, If ye do after this manner, surely I will be avenged of you, and after that I will cease. So now Samson is mad because they killed his wife. Eight and he smote them hip and thigh with a great slaughter, and he went down and dwelt in the cleft of the rock of Etam. He went and just killed a whole bunch of Philistines, the ones who had killed his wife and her family. He went and killed them. Hip and thigh means mercilessly. He viciously slaughtered them. And it might mean that it was so merciless that is almost like cartoon type slaughter where people are going backwards and rolling over. And that might mean that the thigh is higher than the hip because they're just getting thrown in the slaughter. He's hanging out in a cave. 9. Then the Philistines went up and pitched in Judah and spread themselves against Lehi. 10. And the men of Judah said, Why are ye come up against us? And they said, To bind Samson are we come up, to do to him as he hath done to us. Samson has superhuman strength. He is so strong that they can't even begin to battle him unless he's tied up first. And this is a theme that comes up over and over in Samson's life. The Philistines keep wanting to tie him up. Because they can't even dream of fighting him with his arms free. He can kill without weapons. He has the strength of an angel, basically. 11. Then three thousand men of judah went down to the cleft of the rock of Etam and said to samson knowest thou not that the philistines are rulers over us what then is this that thou hast done unto us and he said unto them as they did unto me so have i done unto them the philistines are in control because you know israel never killed them like they were supposed to so now the philistines are dominating the israelites in this area and they have demanded samson's tied up and delivered to them. And so 3,000 men of Judah went to Samson and said, You're causing us a bunch of trouble with our landlords, the pagan Philistines. And Samson said, I've only done to them what they did to me, I've only retaliated. Samson, his heart is not in the right place, because he should be killing them because they're enemies of the Lord, not because they're his personal enemies. This is the same problem that Gideon had. Gideon was into retaliation for personal reasons. He wasn't into killing the pagans because they were defiling the land. And Samson doesn't care that they defile the land. He only cares if they hurt him personally. 12. And they said unto him, We are come down to bind to thee, that we may deliver thee into the hand of the Philistines. His own Israelite brothers are telling him, the Judahites, they're saying, We're going to tie you up and give you to the Philistines, because we're more afraid of the Philistines than we are of God. And Samson said unto them, Swear unto me that ye will not fall upon me yourselves. Samson says, Okay, I'll let you tie me up, only if you promise that you yourselves won't kill me, that you'll let the Philistines kill me. 13. And they spoke unto him, saying, No, but we will bind thee fast, and deliver thee into their hand, but surely we will not kill thee. They agreed to this arrangement. And they bound him with two new ropes, and brought him up from the rock. So new ropes are supposed to be strong. He knows that there's no rope strong enough for him. He's just playing the game. Kind of like when you play dress-up. This is what Samson is doing. 14 when he came into lehi the philistines shouted as they met him they're happy to see him tied but they have no idea that the judaites may as well have just tied him with string when they saw him they shouted with joy and the spirit of the lord came mightily upon him and the ropes that were upon his arms became as flax that was burnt with fire flax is a type of grain it would go up real easily and his bands dropped from off his hands it didn't matter that he was tied up Fifteen, and he found a new jawbone of an ass. That's a donkey that newly died. Their bone was laying in the sun, and he just picked up the jawbone of that carcass and put forth his hand and took it and smote a thousand men therewith. He killed a thousand men using nothing but that jawbone, and he did it all by himself. He's been given supernatural strength from God. It's not an earthly talent at all. This is the kind of fighting that only an angel could do. Samson is a person, but he's been given the strength of an angel. 16 And Samson said, With the jawbone of an ass, heaps upon heaps. With the jawbone of an ass have I smitten a thousand men. Now, Samson loves poetry, as you can see. He loves riddles. He loves poetry. Anything that rhymes. That's what he's into. I guess if he were living today, he would have been a rapper or something with gold chains and women and everything. He's so hedonistic and he's so arrogant. And he loves rhymes. He's saying heaps upon heaps because he's just piling up the dead bodies. 17. And it came to pass when he had made an end of speaking that he cast away the jawbone out of his hand, and that place was called Ramath Lehi. Ramath Lehi means Jawbone Hill. This is not a hill of dirt, this is a hill of dead bodies. Because remember, he said heaps upon heaps. This is a hill of dead bodies. 18 And he was sore athirst, which wouldn't you be? He was very thirsty, and called on the Lord and said, Thou hast given this great deliverance by the hand of thy servant, and now shall I die for thirst and shall fall into the hand of the uncircumcised? So he says, Don't let me die of thirst, the Philistines are going to take my body and do all kinds of things with it. 19 But God cleaved the hollow place that is in Lehi, and there came water thereout. and when he had drunk, his spirit came back, and he revived. He was almost dead from thirst. He must have been sweating a lot, and I'm sure it took hours and hours for him to kill all those people, maybe days. But God brought water out of a rock for him, just like God brought water out of a rock for the Israelites when they were in the desert. Wherefore the name thereof was called Enhekor, which is in Lehi unto this day. Hakor means the fountain of him who prayed. Because Samson prayed, God gave him that fountain. Now he called himself the servant of the Lord, but you are not really God's servant unless you are obeying him. Samson is being used by the Lord, but he isn't really a legitimate servant of the Lord because he won't obey any of God's laws. This is a problem with Christians too. Christians think that if they serve in the church, they're serving the Lord. But if you're not obeying God's laws in your own personal life, it doesn't matter what you do in the church. God doesn't consider you a servant. Samson considered himself a servant, but he really wasn't. 20, and he judged Israel in the days of the Philistines 20 years. Samson continued judging for 20 years, but we're going to read more about Samson in the next chapters. And that concludes Judges chapter 15.